Hello, everybody, and welcome to Professor P's podcast. I'm Natasha Palumbo, aka Professor P. I'm known for evoking the essence of spirituality by bringing the energetic fire, activating the mind, and speaking the truth. I'm so honored that you are here with us today. I thank you for joining. This podcast is focused on entrepreneurship, empowerment, and energetics. You're going to find a wealth of information inside, guest speakers, and the elixir, a dose of energetic power. So let us join in on today's podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Professor P's podcast. I'm so excited. You guys know I stay uberly excited for all of you to join us. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for my new listeners, all the new listeners out there. I'm giving you big loves. Thanks for joining in with us. Thank you for all my listeners who's been with me since the very beginning. I am just I'm so grateful to see how much the podcast is growing and how well it's being received. My heart is just so full. I'm bringing you another guest speaker today. I'm so excited to be able to bring you this guest. Today, I'm bringing you Michelle Haneth. She is the owner of Wildflower Daydreams. Wildflower Daydreams was born out of her love for fashion and the outdoors. She is drawn to boho styles that fits her adventurous spirit. She grew up in Sacramento, and after high school, she moved to Southern California. She studied fashion and merchandising at Cal Poly. While there, she interned for some of her favorite surf brands. Woohoo! a little surfer in the house, such as Roxy and Billabong. After college, she worked in swimwear product development for a mass retailer. Then she moved back to Northern California and worked in product development at Old Navy. Now she is back in Sacramento chasing her dreams as a boutique owner and fashion blogger. Michelle, thank you for joining me today. Welcome in. I'm so glad that you're with me. So listen, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, a little bit about your background, and, and let's just start there, Michelle. Thank you so much. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. This is actually my first time on a podcast ever. Let's and go. I listen to yeah. podcasts constantly, so I'm so excited for this. So to start with my journey, um, kind of in my bio, it said I went to school studying fashion um, I didn't always want to work in fashion. I actually was in a band in high school and loved music. And it kind of was like, you know, I love fashion. Like, how can I bring that into what I'm doing full time? So I went to Cal Poly Pomona um, in Southern California to study apparel merchandising and management. And I also minored in marketing. And while I was there, I kind of went in being like, okay, well, I'm going to be a buyer. And then I decided I didn't know how I felt about buying. So I went into product development. And I kind of combined the two with the boutique. <laughs> nice. But uh, while I was there, I did a lot of internships. Um, I worked at Roxy and Billabong. For me, my whole dream was moving to Southern California, learning how to surf, you know, being by the ocean. I really loved that free spirited style and just the overall, just the vibe, like the surf vibe. So that's really what I was going for. And I just loved being at those brands because they taught me it wasn't just all about the fashion. It was about the lifestyle that went with it. And for me, a lifestyle brand is kind of like how Wildflower Daydreams came to be. I wanted it to be not just about the fashion, but kind of about the spirit behind it. 
as in, you know, like a wildflower, it's wild and free and it grows, you know, in maybe places it might not be able to, you know, and it's inspired by my love of the outdoors. So, you know, I started thinking about these ideas of, you know, I really do want to start my own business, but I was just finishing up college and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go down this corporate track for a little bit. So um, right out of college, I ended up at uh, doing product development for a mass retailer. Um, so it was a company that did private label for Target. Mm. So I was working on their exhilaration swimwear wow. line, which was really cool for, for me because I grew up wearing exhilaration bikinis. Wow. That the thing. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, thanks. And, you know, after about a year there, I was like, you know, I'm missing my NorCal roots. Um, I'm an avid snowboarder. So a big snowboarding trip kind of prompted this whole move in me. I was like, I need to get back to where I can spend more time outdoors. Because for me, that's like a big driver. Personally, that's kind of where I feel most, you know, at home. So I moved up to the Bay Area. In Sacramento, there aren't a lot of fashion jobs. <laughs> so <laughs> God loves Sacramento. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, San Francisco is where I started working at Old Navy. I was doing product development. Um, I was uh, an assistant manager for uh, knits. So I helped do all the graphic tees, the women's graphic tees. So that was awesome. And uh, from there, I decided, okay, corporate life, it's been great, but I still really want to start my own business. In the back of my mind, kind of throughout college, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. But sometimes it's like it takes doing things you don't love to get there to say, you know, that's the right path for me. So I kind of took all of those things to realize, okay, this is really, really what I want to do. I had kind of climbed to the point where I was like, this should be my dream job. Like I should be so happy right now. And I wasn't. And that's when I realized, you know, I, I need to really pursue being an entrepreneur. Nice. That's awesome. I love that. You know what I love about what you said is how many of the things that you, and I think this is important when we create our lives that you experienced, like you said, the swimwear that you rocked, like now you're working for this company and you love their swimwear, right? You uh, pursuing this combination of pulling in, which was very, very smart of you to take your education and be like, you know what? I like this part. And then I like this part. And I think I'm going to somehow combine these together, like you said, and you brought them forward into your entrepreneurship journey. Um, One of the things I always ask my students, so fair warning, everybody, I've worked with Michelle. I've actually met her. She came to me to get some coaching, help with her business plan for for her boutique. And she was a a lion. All of you guys know I love me some lion behavior. She just (laughs) came in and attacked it. Everything I fed her back. It was great. Her plan was well put together. It was beautifully done. There was just minor tweaking that we needed to do with it. But everything I told her, boom, 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 boom. She, She did it and she came back. Um, but I always ask all my students, Michelle, and, and you, my students out there, I always ask, Hey, what did you play when you were little? Did you play fashion when you were little? What did you do when you were little? So it's so funny you ask this because recently I was thinking about this and I kind of forgot I used to do this, but back in the day, in the early two thousands, we would have like girls life and 17 magazine. And there was a ton of ads and it used to be like, when you look at Vogue now, it's like really high fashion ads, but back in the day it was like lip smackers and, 
you know, like all the little things you could actually go to the store and buy. And I remember listening to music and being like, if I had a store, I would buy that and I would buy that and I would buy that. When you're little, you go through the shop. Yeah. And I just was like, oh my God, I kind of forgot that even happened until maybe a couple months ago. I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, I was sitting there being a little buyer in middle school. Yes. (laughs) You see, you see how your gift was already there inside of you and already showing its presence. And that's my encouragement to all of my student listeners out there um, that, you know, your gift is inside of you and it oozes out. So I always ask my students, okay, what did you play when you were little? What was it? And then, you know, so some of them would be like, you know, I was, uh, was going to be a superstar, you know? Okay, great. So you like entertainment, right? So maybe you don't go on and be this gigantic superstar, but you could work somewhere in the entertainment field, right? You could still find yourself in that arena, in that industry somehow, right? And be very, fulfilled right and so for you what you did was you were able you were already this little buyer I love it you were already this little buyer and middle school when you were younger because the gift was in you of this entrepreneurship journey so entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart <laughs> it's not You're a easy game. so tell us about your journey I mean so when you came to me, you were writing your business plan. Why don't you tell them like kind of how long it took you, took you to write your business plan, work on your business plan. Cause you were also doing other things on top. Right. And that's plays a factor. So talk about yes. that for a little bit. So by the time I came to you, this was actually like my third business. And I think people learn like, Oh my God, if I start a business and I fail at the end of the world, it's the worst thing, but I've kind of learned, like, you just have to fail fast. And I'm the type of person, like people will tell me, I don't know if you should do that, you should do that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. I have conviction over this. And if I fail, I fail. So mm-hmm. right after the job in Say the that, area, wait, hold up. Let, let that have space <laughs> right there. Go back, rewind the tape. <laughs> Say that part again, Michelle. I think that's so important what you just said. Yeah, I think it's important. If you're going to fail, just fail and it's fine. Like you'll learn things. It sucks. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't suck. Like, or sting I said, or hurt a little yeah, bit. It, your it, feelings. Yeah, it does. Your pocketbook, <laughs> money you invest. Oh, man. It's an but, expensive mistake. But, you know, I think you have to start small, you know, and I think it's important to not just like fail randomly. Like, it has to be something you really want to do and can see yourself actually doing. But, you know, not everything works out. And that's, you know, a hard lesson I've had to learn. And so when I first left my corporate job, I moved back to Sacramento um, and I literally didn't have a job. And my whole plan was to grow an online t-shirt brand. So mind you, my background was (laughs) working at Old Navy, making graphic tees for women. So I did have a background in it, but it was way harder than I thought. Um, I had a business partner at that time. Um, That's not for everyone as well you know, that also comes with its ups and downs. And for us, we launched in 2019 and you guys know what happened in 2020. Yeah. So it was upside down. Yeah. We kind of pulled all of our savings, which wasn't much. We launched with six designs, which Mm. looking back, I was like, we probably should have had more, you know, she Mm. had a a background in marketing and so did I, and we did our best. And on paper, you know, it, it was a really cool idea. But it just like, we did pop-ups and that was the big way to get our name out there. And then in 2020, that was done. Yep. So after a couple months of just, you know, hemorrhaging money and just deciding, okay, like maybe we need to get real jobs. And at this point we both had, 
you know, we decided to close up the brand and, you know, that's not a story I share very often, but I think it's important because with that first business I started, I learned how to incorporate my business, business banking, accounting, everything. Like I had to learn it all. Yep. Great (laughs) lessons. For me, it's like, I went to school for fashion, but it was like how to be a corporate fashion person. Nothing about it was small business. And even going from, yeah, I did t-shirts at Old Navy. We were buying 2 million units. I wasn't buying a hundred. So it was kind of relearning everything in a small business lens which was really challenging for me, but it was, I'm really glad I did it. And it taught me a lot. And I'm, I'm still really proud of our designs. And we did really cool photo shoots and the brand was really awesome. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, well, you know, I lost $3,000. It is what it is. But, you know, I learned a lot. And I think if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to launch my boutique in the future as fast as I did. Mm. So I think it's like, you do fail, but you learn, you know, and it's not like you fail and you've lost everything. You learn a lot. You learn a lot. And that is, you know, you would pay for professional development training. <laughs> it's just, that's your paid coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like it all equivalents to something. Cause I always say all things work to the good. You can't mess this up. Failing is actually part of the process. It's one of the greatest teachers out there. You know, I think you made a very important statement and I want to kind of come back to it because I know a lot of people, they get in the corp, they're in the corporate world, but they want to desperately come out the corporate world. And it's a lot different, everyone out there, when you come out the corporate world and into small business world and into entrepreneurship, they're not equivalent. They're not the same. They work completely different. Now, there's some wonderful tactics that you can learn in corporate business, like strategy and meetings and structure. There's some really good structure points. I have a corporate background myself. I was a office manager for a dental implant corporation when I was 21 years old. So I started very young. They were like, we don't know who you are, but you are going to be one badass woman one day, Natasha, because you just <laughs> did circles around us at 21 years old. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just kind of, I'm a lion. <laughs> you know, listen, didn't know my, that I was a lion at that point, but there's so many fundamentals. And I still base a lot of like my structure. I still think about my, when I think about structure and I think about some of the qualities I took from corporate at my younger days, which actually helped me. I still implement those, right? You'll see me carrying around a black binder and I'm still a planner and there's still very set structured points. However, entrepreneurship and small business is so much different. There's a cost consciousness with a thousand items versus a hundred and what the profitability is going to be with a thousand and what the profitability is going to be with a hundred. And there's also the factor that corporate can buy a thousand and you can barely get your hundred out the door. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure that, you know, there's so many elements and that's just one example. Um, But I think it's really important, everybody, that you take into account that you don't take corporate knowledge, all all corporate knowledge with you into a small business and that you either learn on the job, on the the entrepreneurship (laughs) road, right? Or, right, you um, go out there and take those courses. You, I know a lot of people come to me to take my entrepreneurship empowered course. They come and learn through the startup, right, to get that information. And I'm very big on promoting that kind of thing. So I love that you learned so many lessons. What do you think? Now you're real fresh here. So talk about Talk about, you know, talk about where you're at right now and like, how's it been? And, and where do you feel yourself? Like, 
your highs and your lows about right now with uh, your boutique and even the fashion blogging because that feeds in because right because you do the blogging so they could connect in I had my students do a blog this semester they loved it it was fantastic they're so cool so tell me about that yeah so um I'm gonna keep it real real with you guys so um, I've had my boutique for a year and a half and it's been awesome and the last uh two months I opened a brick and mortar right before the holiday season and this has been in the works for the last year um there was like a lot of delays and a lot of things that happened and I'm in the process I haven't even announced this to my uh my peeps yet but um I'm actually going to close down my brick and mortar store and focus on online and kind of to start with that, I just want to be honest and real and transparent because I feel like a lot of people kind of make these decisions and don't really say why. And people are like, Oh my God, that store just shut down. And I'm not going out of business at all. Like I'm focusing all my energy online, which is what I was doing before. But I think it's important because I realized the last couple of weeks, like there was a lot of things leading up to this. I wish I would have listened to my gut more. Mm. And it kind of was telling me the whole time. And I just was so like Natasha said, I'm a lion. I go after it. I want to yeah. do it. Set on my mind. When I came to her over a year ago, this was the mission. Yeah. Accomplished the mission. But there was a lot of setbacks. There was a delay economy. There's a lot of things you can't control. And for me, when I'm saying fail fast, like I do think it takes a while to get a brick and mortar up and running, but also it's the holiday season. This is supposed to be like your bread and butter making all the money. And when I open the doors, I'm like, something's off. This is off. You know, so for me, I've, I've decided to pivot and fell really quickly. And as much as I just want to like, never tell anyone this happened, I think it's important to acknowledge it happened. So because I think we all in your business, you're going to decide to do things that don't work. And for me, why I decided to do this is 2021 was like the best year for retail ever coming out of COVID. But we slowly realized coming into this year, like that wasn't normal. And now we're kind of getting back into normal. And for me, I was growing pretty fast online. I was doing a lot of local markets. And in, in my head, I was like, that will translate perfectly to a brick and mortar. Now, as I still have the brick and mortar now, I've noticed what's working. My online sales are still working and I'm still doing pop-ups and those are doing really well. So I know it's not my product or my marketing or anything like that. So that people are not like, getting in their cars and driving specifically to a store. But like when right. they go to events, it's still an experience. They're going to the event, they're shopping, when they're going online, they know me, they follow me on social. And even to look further into the data of what's working, what's not, you know, half my online orders are from Sacramento and that's where my store is. So I'm like, okay, well, I have the store, I'm paying all this overhead. Like, uh, what can I better use this money for to like really grow? And I think for me too, it came down to like, why am I an entrepreneur? Like I came to have more freedom, more flexibility, more just like happiness. And I found that having a store really brought out some of like a lot of like my like insecurities and mm. like all this like stuff from the past. And I just felt very like being here for like set hours and having to be open kind of made me feel like back in like my desk job, it kind of made me feel a little like constrained. And for me, I'm like, why did I start this business? It's to like, my ultimate goal is to grow really big online and to have a lifestyle brand that's inspiring with my photo shoots, my marketing, 
have real people in the in the clothing and that's been always the goal and I realized the store was just like something I've kind of always wanted and it never really was like about the brand or the business it's just like you always think oh I, sh I have a boutique I should have a store like when you're at events people say oh do you have a store your parents would be like do you have a store you know and I realized it wasn't even about me or what I wanted and I got here and I was like Mm -hmm. Man, this is an expensive mistake, but I got to fail fast. I got to fail fast and I got to get out and put my money like where it goes. Because like you were saying, it's not unlimited resources in small business. It's oh, not. God, no. So oh. it's like, you know, this is my life savings. This is my full-time job now. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I got to I gotta put it where it's working. Because it's like, you got to look at what's working, you know? And you can't sit there and be like, well... This is how it is. I'm just going to sit here and go down with the ship. Like you can't, you just can't, you've got to pivot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, even in 2020, the businesses that didn't pivot and didn't go online, they're not around anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to pivot. Yeah. So you do. So that and was a long story of how's it going, but it's going good. Like no, I, it's going good. <laughs> I, I love it actually, but there's a couple of things in there and I want to bring this to the attention of my listeners, my student listeners, because I think this is so relevant. You have a store though. It's just a virtual store, right? It didn't have to be, it's, it's, just, it's the same. You know, when you talked, it makes me think of the church. The church isn't the building. Church is the people. Mm -hmm. The church is the worship. The church is, you know, your space, your sacred space. It's, it's not, it's never been the building, but, but you think, oh, well, I got to go inside the temple. You know, here's the church, here's the steeple. You guys don't see me. I'm, you know, the finger game where you put your fingers in. You're locked, you're put the <laughs> this is me right now, everybody. I just need you to imagine. And I'm open up and here's all the people, all right? Listen, but that's not it. The P is what's inside. It's always the world is within what's inside. That's what it's about. Right? So you had a store, but it's 2023. We are predominantly virtually based. Amazon is completely virtual <laughs> and is a billion dollar business, right? Like it, it's bananas, right? So why, why would we think, and people aren't going in, it's the access. I am an avid online shopper. It's just so convenient, right? It's so convenient. So, but here's the thing, you know, your parents would be like, well, where's your shop? And yeah, and some people would be, well, where's your shop? However, there's going to be a lot that just want to get you online. And that's where your money was mainly coming from too. And you targeted down to realize it's right here in Sacramento. So making the decision to be like, how can I take this money and invest it more wisely is an incredible growth moment for you, right? So I am giving you acclimates and kudos for that right now because that's so important. And it is a hard thing to bite you like, because again, your little shopper had probably a dream of a store and you had a dream of a store. And I remember that being in your plan too, that that was part of the, the process you were going towards. So I know that that was there. Um, and I know we get into this belief system. See, that's, that's what's so important about belief systems is which ones really make sense and which ones are really yours or which ones are kind of programmed in you from societal beings and or societal uh, perspectives or parental perspectives, or just this, right? We get to move all of those layers off, right? You get to design this how you really feel like it's supposed to be designed. And you get to do that. You get to be like, you know what? 
I'm closing my shop today. It's just what's happening. I'm closing it. I'm going to put this money in better use. And you stay confident in that. You stay confident in that belief system and you move forward that it, you move forward in it. And I, you know, again, I really appreciate that growth moment for you because that is not an easy decision. I'm going to tell you straight out, we all have egos and that one hurts the ego for sure. That one hurts your feelings. Um, it, like I said earlier, it hurts your pocketbook and it takes, it takes a person. However, what you didn't do, and it's the same thing with misery. You didn't stay in misery. You didn't stay in despair. You got up, you felt your feelings. You felt them all the way through to free them. And this is something that I've mentioned in my previous podcast is feeling those feelings through and freeing them from your body. And you got up and you said, let's go again. Let's start again. It is the analogy of a boxer, right? I mean, they might get knocked down, but they're going to get right back up. And that is so great because now you can do so much more for the brand. And I teach from an energetic standpoint. So everybody knows that I am, it's always about the energy of your creation. So if you're feeling disgruntled, it's going to produce that type of energy, right? But if you're coming to the table with this excitement and this energy, and you're so excited, that fruit's going to produce that too, right? And you feel confident in it, right? I totally agree. And even yesterday, it was like, you know, I made this decision about a week ago. So it's very fresh, you know, it's, it's still in the works of closing things up and figuring everything out. And it's one of those things. It's like, I took yesterday morning off. I had my wonderful mother-in-law cover the shop and I actually sat home and I was focusing on brainstorming and things I like doing. I'm sitting with my dog and I have my coffee because for me, like I try to work like in the times that I'm most energetic. So for me, that's the morning is my like energy time ideas. Mm -hmm. That's when it's coming out. So I try to kind of like set my day up that way. And I just realized I was so damn happy, just like figuring out things that were working. And I realized that part of it is energy. And I, I'm learning so much lately about just like the vibrations you're putting out and then even the vibrations like near you. And I kind of realized before I came into the space, I was like, there are things that are not aligning with me here, but I was like, well, it's on my list. I got to do it. And I just pushed through and I ignored those things. And that is the thing that got me because it's like, I, I noticed myself kind of coming to work like the first week or so I was like, great, this is wonderful you know, cause it's like, you've always dreamed about it. And then I found myself being like, I don't really want to drive to work. And I felt myself being like, Ugh. and then on my days off, I felt great. And I was like, this is bad. This is your entrepreneurship journey. And you cannot be in this, like what is not working. And I just realized it's like the sitting here all day, like waiting for people to come in thing, even though I'm working on stuff, I'm being productive. It's not like just the energy of it. It's like Mm -hmm. sitting at home doing Mm -hmm. these things or even another office. That's totally different. But for me, I could kind of feel like it's one thing when it's online. You don't know when people are looking online and not buying. Yep. But when they come in or don't come in and you're sitting here all day on a weekday, just plugging away on social media for eight hours, that kind of like over and over was becoming like a rejection in me, which you know, you can't take it personally, but you do a little bit, you know? So Absolutely. I just realized I was like, for my mental health, this isn't working. Like the vibes are not working. The money is not working. And then you got to realize like, at what point is this like, is it this dream, this perfect little dream? Or am I going to like be realistic? Like I gotta be happy. And if I make this work great, but like, am I going to bankrupt myself doing it? And I think that's a decision you got to make in every business, mm-hmm. you know, where are you going to pivot and where are you going to change? 
And you also got to remember, like, why did I do this? Like, I did this for flexibility. And like, what are the things I like about my business? Mm -hmm. For me, I love buying. I love going on trips and buying things. I love the curation. I love my photo shoots. I love the online marketing. And I realized none of that relates to an actual physical store. Like I do all that online. Kind of how I got to this decision. I think it's so important to focus on what you love doing in your business and see how you can grow that part of your business. Because at the end of the day, like that's why you became an entrepreneur. Like if you love the photography or if you love the merchandising or the marketing, whatever the 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 purpose is that you really love behind your business that's what you want to focus your energy on and you know at the end of the day once you grow you can hire out the rest you know you can't do it maybe in the beginning but you just want to keep what you're doing to the things you love doing because at the end of the day that's why we all are doing this because we want to live a life that we love doing so you know you said something too and you where you um you didn't listen to your gut. That gut is the second brain. It's, it's actually a bigger brain than our brain sometimes. Like we don't listen to it. You knew you, the signs were there, but you weren't really honoring, you know, your body. You weren't honoring what you were feeling and, and you just pushed through. And that's another thing I tell people all the time. Stop doing that. Your gut is so intelligent, man. Your gut is so, so smart. Right. Um, and now you'll know to listen to your gut, won't you? Now you'll be like, mm, mm, no, yeah. I'm feeling something off here. Doesn't right. I love that you talked about rejection too, because that's what happens is nobody's coming in. And like you said, you don't see that online. You don't know when people are looking and when they're not. So you have no information. You have no so out of sight, out of mind, right? But in sight, in mind, now you're sitting there, <laughs> nobody's coming in. You are like, I'm a failure, but you're not, right? It's not it. You're in the wrong, you're using the wrong medium of sort, right? You're just, it's, it's, that's the wrong platform. You are more successful over here in this platform. And that is why I encourage people to not compromise. You are compromising. You are compromising your mental health. You are compromising a bit of your soul. You are compromising your gifts and your talents. That's not where your talent lies. Your ta- you know, and so your talent was being compromised because it wasn't being, you weren't what I call the zone of genius all the way. You were, you were in the zone of competence or incompetence even a little bit, because some of those areas are not where you fit your zone of genius. What's important for us in entrepreneurship is to honor our zone of genius. Now I get this information from the book, The Big Leap by Guy Hendricks, which is a life-changing book. I highly recommend anybody read that book. Um, The Big Leap by Guy Hendricks completely life-changing. And he talks about the different zones and the zone of genius is where we need to be in our entrepreneurship journey. And we need to hire people for where our zone of competence and incompetence is who operate in a zone of genius in that area. Do you understand everyone, right? There are people who operate in a zone of genius where we are incompetent at, and we are just competent. So find them, hire them, and bring them on board. And you stay in your zone of genius, and then you got people in their zone of genius. (laughs) It's magical. 
It's magical. You're supported. Your business will thrive. The energy behind it is heightened. Again, everything is a frequency. So my encouragement to you, Michelle, is to continue to learn our frequencies, to continue to study energies and frequencies. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. We are energy. We are energetic beings. We're emotion. We're energy in motion, right? There's so much to us. Um, as energetic beings. And there's such power when you start tapping into those vibrations. It's one of the things I was even thinking about last night. Like I don't play when it comes to business. I don't play with money. I don't play with numbers. I don't play with anything. I have a respect for money. I have a respect for businesses and it's a frequency, right? Number one, that's just bad karma to be messing around, right? I don't want any of that stuff back, but I can't lower my frequency to come playing around that I don't belong in because I'm a super high frequency. I'm a super high energetic person, right? And so when I am feeling like I'm not in my zone of genius, I won't be able to operate there. I have so much integrity now. Of course, I'm 48, you guys, right? Michelle's a lot younger than me, but listen, um, <laughs> and you're going to grow, right? I'm 20 years into my entrepreneurship journey. It took a lot to get here. Anyway. And I just began, right? I just began. I'm not even beginning to bust through the surface, right? I just became a corporation at the end of October as an S corporate. Woo! Woo! Right? I'm just rolling into becoming the billionaire blue lady, right? Which is because I love blue. Anyways, so it's another story for another day. Squirrel, I'll go left anytime. But <laughs> I want you to know that when you come with that energetic respect and you come with that integrity and you come with that zone of genius, you are unstoppable, right? And you're unstoppable no matter what, Michelle, because you're like a lion and <laughs> lions cannot be stopped, but we can kind of hurt ourselves. And then we're like, I'm licking yep, my yep. paw, everyone. Right? <laughs> I'm just licking my paw. Leave me alone. Anyways, what is some words of wisdom that you want to share with my listeners? And then tell us about the vision. So some words of vision and then uh, words of wisdom and then the vision of where you're taking Wildflower Daydreams. Uh, let's talk about that real quick before we close out. Yeah, so words of wisdom. I think if there's something that's telling you, look, I want to pursue this. I want to do this. I think you have to listen to your gut. You can't. I hear so many stories of people who are like retired and then they finally do something they've been wanting to do for 40 years, you know? So it's like, now is the time, like, it's never going to be the right time. And I think for me too, I was like, Oh, when is it going to be the right time to do it? It's never mm-hmm. going to be the right time. And I think it's just important to, you know, make a plan. I think a business plan is really important. I think a marketing plan is really important, mm-hmm. you know, get everything legal. Don't be running your business out of your personal bank account. Like I never did that. I was like paranoid of doing that, but I've heard many of people who do do that. <laughs> and, you know, just go for it. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm going to do this business and I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars in my savings. Like maybe don't do that, but like test it, see how it goes. And if you feel like it's aligned with what you want to do, then pursue it. And I think there's just so many people who think, but what if I fail or what will people think or what will this, that? And it's like, I've just realized no matter what, like people are going to have opinion. So just let them think what they're going to think. They're going to say, why didn't you do that? Why did you do that? Everyone in the world is going to have an opinion. Yep. And you also have to know when you start a small business, it's going to be the new people that you meet along the way that are going to be your biggest cheerleaders and your biggest supporters. It might not be your friends and family. And what you're um, selling, let me pause, doing. pin that it will not be your friends and family. They are not your customers or clients. They are your friends and family. And we love them for that. Okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> yeah, that is so true. And it's like, you have to know what you're selling is not for them. Like, for example, I sell women's bohemian clothing. So that eliminates, you know, most of the men in my life, you know? So it's like, there you go. You're just, <laughs> they're all like, when are you going to sell men's clothes? I'm like, not my thing. Go somewhere else. <laughs> yes, that but, part, not my thing. That, not my thing. Sorry. I can't provide that for you. <laughs> Bye. I mean, and you know what? I think that it's just, again, pinning, because this is so good right now. That's where people are like, well, let me look and see what I can do about that. No, that's not your thing. Just be, now this is where lions are like, no, it's not my thing. Like we will, because we, we can be a little harsh right there, but yeah, I I like that. I like it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important too, in that going down that vein, it's like, you can't please everyone. You can't have something that's for literally everyone. And I think people want to please everyone. And no matter what you do, you can't. And then I think if you have a brand that is literally for everyone, that's not going to work. Like you're not Walmart, you're not Target. Like you have to pick a lane and you have Mm -hmm. to have, you have to have a way that you're looking at things through your lens that makes it your brand. Like I see so many boutiques that are just a trendy online boutique for women. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what do you sell? Like, is it good quality? Like, what's your style? And I think it's really important to have a perspective. Like, are you a Western boutique, a boho boutique, a preppy boutique, a designer boutique? Like, Yeah, you need your niche and you have people who love that. And that's the thing with, with Wildflower Daydreams, People love the bohemian style. Like for me, I kind of look at like anthropology and free people, but like more affordable, like my stuff's not cheap, but it's really good quality and it's not like $300 for a dress, you know? So I think that's what people love is you can get that lifestyle aspect of it. You can bring all your imagination to life through your brand and it's something you're passionate about and you find a customer base who loves it. And there's just nothing more rewarding to me than just having someone be like, Oh my God, I love this dress. I have to have it. I'm going to wear it. They already know where they're going to wear it. And then they send you a photo of them wearing it at the occasion. And it's just amazing being able to help women find things that they love and make so rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's the best. See the energy, see how the energy is so different right there. Um, Okay. There's, there's two things is that was so important too. So let me, let me think here. So one of the things I wanted to, to ask you about, um, is the blogging. How long have you been doing the blogging? Cause we, cause you went in and told us actually yeah. what's happening and you became so transparent. I love transparent leadership. Thank you so much for your transparency. Um, I really appreciate that. It's very important that we're transparent and being in business. And it's, it says a lot about your character, but we didn't touch on the blogging and I want to do that before yeah. we close out. So tell me about the blogging. How long have you been doing that? How does it work in conjunction with uh, your brand? Yeah. So I actually started a fashion blog in high school when I was 16 mm-hmm. and I've kind of rebranded throughout the years. I originally started on, I think it was blogger.com. It was a really long time ago, guys, uh, <laughs> back before Instagram. And, um, throughout the years I've been, you know, I would share outfit photos and then it kind of evolved throughout college into more of like a lifestyle and fashion blog with Instagram Um, I was able to kind of just share like my journey through like mental health, I would show fashion, I would show travel, kind of just share everything with that. Mm -hmm. And then where it meets up with my boutique is because it's a fashion blog, I would share outfits from my boutique to my fashion blog. 
Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, it's been, I don't know, 15 years or maybe not 15, 10 years since I've had a blog, I've kind of decided to start pivoting a little bit more with the blog because having a, an Instagram for my boutique, it's obviously sharing all fashion content. And then it's kind of overlapping a lot. And considering I do this whole time, I don't have a ton of content outside of that. So I've kind of decided to kind of transition my blog into more of like a boutique coaching channel because I get a lot of people approaching me saying, how do I start a boutique? How do I do this? Mm. And for me, it's, it's, I want to share some of my knowledge. I mean, obviously I have a degree in it, but also I have real life experience. And I think there's so many people who want to do no matter what it is that you're doing. There's so many people that want to learn from you. Yep. So I'm currently in the process of rebranding. I'm going to stay with Michelle making moves, which is my Instagram handle because I'm still making moves, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. but I want to share more content around like marketing. Um, How do you do successful marketing campaigns? How to start a boutique, like how to do the legal things. And I'm actually going to be launching a course on teaching people how to open a boutique and I'm going to be doing one-on-one coaching. So that's coming for the new year. Yeah. Right there, I'm just so excited to do that. That I'm so glad I brought that up and I brought that up for a reason because part of the thing that I saw and I concur and those of my listeners out there who have experienced my gift know that I get to see things so incredibly amazing. I'm so honored to have this beautiful gift of sight. But one of the things was I can see you doing that exact type of blog. Like when you go out and do your buying, I can see you blogging about that and the process and what it takes versus just being a quote unquote fashion blogger. We have a lot of those, but what's the, who's the process blogger? That's what you're going to be. That's what you are. You're the process (laughs) blogger, right? The process. Here's the process. I love it. I've noticed, especially, thank you for, for owning a boutique. I actually took my mother-in-law buying with me in Los Angeles in October and I went to school in LA. So I was in the fashion district all the time, but for 99% of people, they have no idea what the fashion district is. I have no clue. I would love to know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So basically if you go down to the fashion district in LA, it's like all the showrooms, um, of all the wholesale brands and you can go in and shop their lines and some of it's like immediate buys and some is for the future and you can touch and feel everything. You can talk to the sales reps. So I went down there. I live in Sacramento. It's a six hour drive and I took her with me. So I was like, I'm going to buy some stuff for Christmas and just drive it back because I had a weekend free. That's what you do when you're, you know, an entrepreneur. You're like, let's fill all your time. Yep. Let's fill <laughs> but it. It was crazy. Yes. She, she was like, I had no idea. Like she got to see like how much things cost wholesale. There's like huge buildings and accessories. And one thing as a buyer too, is deciding, you know, like you're not going to buy one of everything because it's not all for your market. You know, it's kind of sifting through and deciding what you like, what's the quality versus the price and just the whole experience. And it was just crazy. Cause she was asking me all these questions and she's just like, I've just never had a lot of people just think like clothes just show up in stores, you know? Yeah. So I just had so many people ask me about it. And I'm like, if this many people are asking me, I feel like people really like want to know the answers. So for me, I'm going to develop a course kind of outlining how to start a boutique Mm-hmm. And then along with that, it's going to be a 90 day program where along every week, I'm going to meet with a person and kind I of love work, it, work on their progress. Thank you. And just at the end of 90 days, they're going to launch their boutique. And that's I think amazing. After that, thanks. after that, I'm going to hopefully do like another type of course. We'll see how it evolves. I want to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I just think starting is the hardest part for people. Like people yeah. just need the push to start and they don't know how, and they're just yeah. frozen in the, I want to, but they don't know how. So they I want to help people in that way. I, I love it so much. And there's, there's so, there's so much richness there. There's so much of the zone of genius there. You keep staying in your zone of genius. That's my encouragement too, because that's where you, you do well. So I have a course online. It's how to write and publish your book. Cause you know, I'm, I'm five books in now and, um, and a teachable is a great platform to run your online course at. So that's some encouragement for you there to look into teachable. There's other Kabaji is another one. Um, there is, uh, Thinkrific. That's another platform. I, I go with teachable and my, um, how to write and publish your book is up there. And then you feed it into your programs to go and work with you. And I love where that's going because that is definitely big. And there's always going to be people for that. There's always going to be an industry for that. We're always going to need clothes and want clothes. And we're always going to want to look good and comfy in our clothes. And, um, so you have a really good uh, vision there of where you're going as your brand and yourself. And I'm very excited, actually, because I could, like I said, I saw it. I said, oh, I see the blog happening in more of a process way. So that's why I, when I talked about it, I went, when, when I brought it back up, I was interested to hear and I was like, oh yeah, that's what I see. That's exactly what I see. So I see it, which should give you confirmation just in your heart to know that number one, it's already done because that's quantum physics. Here we go back to my quantum physics lesson, which mind you was one of my very uh, highest hit podcasts. People love my quantum physics. I even had a doctor be like, I loved it. I said, oh my God, I hope, I hope you did because I wasn't sure. <laughs> anyway, it's good. You know, you know, when your doctor approved, you know, you did it. You oh, did, yeah. Uh, yeah. But quantum, you know, in the quantum, in quanta, everything already exists. It's already there. That's why I can see things because I have an awareness and I also have a deep understanding of quanta. And I see it and I see these things and I can see that I can continue to see you being this amazing buyer. Um, the energy you're creating, that's my encouragement to you and my encouragement to everyone. You are going to produce the life you energetically create, <laughs> whether good or bad, right? You're going to produce the business that you energetically create, whether good or bad. And it all plays in a part. And your character is rooted in your belief system. So what is your belief system saying? Because that's what your character is going to be. And your character is what's going to lead the way. And what leads the way is going to present itself to the people before you who are going to be attracted to your character. Not always, you know, they'll come for your brand and your product, but your character draws them in because they can feel that and they can radiate. You know, and I think about the women who you, you learn your customers and you learn who they are because you are so niche, because you are so niche down, right? You're able to then custom clothing. When you're out at the fashion district, you're like, oh, I know who customer this is for. This is an immediate sale right here. I know what they love, right? This is what's so amazing about it. And I love that you're moderately priced. I love that you are getting um, a target of people who necessarily can't afford that high end but aren't going to lose the quality because they have to pay a little less or need to pay a little less. I always love that because, and I love when people show like the same thing and it's like 25 for this, 75 for this, and they are identical. Like that's the truth. Right. And so I really appreciate what you have there. I love where the vision is going. I, again, because I've worked personally with you, I know that you're unstoppable. I know that you continue to take these lessons 
um, and you learn from them and then you go earn from them, right? And my encouragement to you is to keep staying in your zone of genius. Now tell my listeners how they can find out about you. I'm going to link all that information, but give them the, the last little bit of contact information for you. We'll have it all linked along with her bio. And I definitely want all of you to connect with her, go show her some mad support and love, share out this podcast and share the wisdom of all that she has given to you. But tell us, Michelle, and any last closing words. All right. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much because I have just been feeding off of your energy and I've been learning so much about energy and just reaching out and taking it. And this has been like my theme the last month. So the fact that you are so into this for this podcast is my first podcast and it's been all the podcasts I've been listening to meant to be. It's meant to be totally. So it's just, it's just been amazing. And I'm like ready for whatever comes next because I just, I can feel your love and your energy and it's just amazing. Um, where to find me. So for my boutique, um, you can shop at wildflowerdaydreams.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, it's shop wildflower daydreams. And then if you want to follow along with uh, my fashion business journey, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Michelle Making Moves. And if you have any questions about um, learning how to start a boutique or anything like that, feel free to email me at Michelle at MichelleMakingMoves.com. So it's been really awesome on the podcast this morning. And I'm just so excited to connect with everyone. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Mad love to you. I'm so proud of you. You are definitely one of my clients, one of my stars. And I am really proud of the work that you're doing. And it always warms my heart to know that I've been able to have some bit of touch and feeding of your soul and your journey along the way. I think that's the beauty of how we grow in entrepreneurship and you'll do the same thing. You'll invest in others. And that's the greatest gift is to give into others. And then they go out and give, and then that's the ripple effect. So thank you for being part of my ripple effect today. I'm so glad I was your first time podcaster interviewer. Yay to much more of those in the future. Thank you so much. And as a side note, I have to say this because wildflower is very significant to me. I listen, here I go, you guys listen, this is the last I got to tell. And then I'm going to give you a little homework and we're going to close it out. But I used to have a crush on a guy in high school and his band was called wildflowers. <laughs> and so it was everything to me. Okay. There you go. So I can remember when you showed up with the wildflowers. I was like, oh my God, wildflowers. <laughs> anyway, so that's okay. Let me get my, let me get my life together, guys. Homework, everyone. I want you to connect with Michelle. Please get out there and learn about her. Connect with her organization. Go and check out the work she's doing. Follow her on Instagram. That's your homework right there. That's all there is to it. Thanks everyone for listening today. I hope you received a lot out of that episode and are feeling energized and ready for whatever lies ahead. If you did enjoy it, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it out. Thank you in advance for doing so. Please also connect with me on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Natasha M. Palumbo. And until next time, be encouraged, be empowered, and as always, be well.